You are at the right place at the right time. Welcome to the Discover the Word podcast with Kevin Perney. This is a ministry of discovertheword.net. of John chapter 11. Now we're talking about one verse of scripture each Sunday night, 52 verses. We want everybody to know. And here's one that again, we, we, this is the easy one that we throw out. John chapter 11 verse 35 says, Jesus wept. You got it? Can we get that one this week? This will be the one everybody will memorize. This will be the one we'll all remember. John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. Just two, two words, but a, and and oftentimes overlooked and only known because of that simple thing. It's the shortest verse in the Bible. For a lot of people, that's the only reason they even look at it or think about it. But it's a good illustration of the fact that everything in the Word of God is significant and important. That even that small verse with that small message in it has something very powerful and significant to say to us. That message says a lot, that Jesus wept. And uh, so that's what we want to talk about for just a few minutes tonight. Now you would expect, since it's just such a short verse, surely the message will be short. Right? So surely there's some encouragement to you already from this verse. Amen? And, uh, but uh, this verse is a... uh, it is a significant verse that teaches two major truths. With only two words, you should only have two points to your sermon. All right? Now, I know preachers who could make a lot more, though. I'll just say that to you right now. But we'll just have two points to the message tonight. But this verse says a lot. Jesus wept tells us two very significant things. First, it tells us that Jesus knows. The story is the, that this verse is set in is, 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 is important to understand it. They're in the city of Bethany, the little village really of Bethany, and it's Mary and Martha and Lazarus' hometown. This small place is probably where Jesus and his family spent a lot of the time in his boyhood. When they would come to Jerusalem for the annual Passover, most likely Jesus stayed near Bethany when he stayed in that area. And he probably stayed in the vicinity of Mary and Martha and Lazarus' family. In my imagination, I think that Lazarus and Jesus were boyhood friends. I think they grew up knowing one another, and I think they became close friends. We know that Lazarus and Jesus were good friends because from the moment that Lazarus was seriously sick, the two sisters sent word to Jesus that Lazarus, your friend, is sick. Now, surely Jesus had a lot of friends, but there was apparently something special in his friendship with Lazarus. So again, in my imagination, I think Lazarus was Jesus' best friend from his boyhood days. And Jesus gets the message that, that Lazarus is sick. And then it says, and he tarried two more days. He didn't move toward Bethany for two more days. He just waited. 
Well, when he then moved toward Bethany, his disciples were the first ones to question it. He said, we're going to see Lazarus because he's asleep, and I'm going to wake him up. And the disciples were confused by that statement. They said, well, if he's sleeping, Lord, it's probably good for him. If he's sick, he probably needs his rest. They didn't understand what Jesus had meant. So then Jesus said, Lazarus is dead. Jesus knew the whole story. He knew what was going to happen before it happened. That's the way the Lord is, isn't it? Jesus knows. He knows the circumstances. He knew the circumstances of this story. He knew the individuals involved. He knew, the cer he knew everything about it. He also knew the outcome. Jesus knows. Do you realize that's the truth about us? Jesus knows all the individuals involved. Jesus knows all the circumstances we face. And Jesus knows the outcome. He knows what's going to happen. It's kind of a comforting thought, just that alone, to say that Jesus knows. Have you read Psalm 139 recently? Psalm 139, listen to these verses. Thou knowest my downsitting, mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassed my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Jesus knows. He knows where you're going. He knows where you've been. He knows what you said. That doesn't make you all nervous? Makes me just a little bit nervous to think about that. I have complained a time or two. Hello? Jesus knows everything we've said. Jesus knew what was going on at Bethany the whole time that Lazarus was sick. Jesus knew about it. Mary and Martha were undoubtedly very fretful, very concerned, deeply burdened about their brother Lazarus. They sent for Jesus. Jesus didn't get here. And they met him outside the city and said, Jesus, if you had been here, he'd still be alive. We've seen you heal so many people. If you'd have just been here, we know he would still be alive. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Don't you know that? Jesus knows. He knows all about it. Whatever the burdens, troubles, trials, difficulties of your life are, is there any comfort in this simple truth? Jesus knows. He knows. He knows about it. And he's, uh, he, he, he's involved. First Chronicles chapter 11 gives one of my favorite Bible stories. It's a very short Bible story, very simple. It's the story of, of Benaiah and Jehoiada. Benaiah was the son of Jehoiada. Benaiah was one of the mighty men of David, and the Bible tells us in, those, in 1 Chronicles, that it, in chapter 11, that he slew a lion in a pit on a snowy day. And I love to preach that story. It's a wonderful story about how to kill a lion in a pit on a snowy day. Well, the, the, the basis of the story is that the name Benaiah means God knows. There are a lot of things we don't know how we're going to get out of the circumstance. We don't know how we're going to get beyond this moment. We don't know how we're going to face tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen. Here's what, there's some comfort in this. God knows. We won't always know, but he knows. And if our trust is anchored in him... If our, if our faith is solid in him, it's just enough to know that he knows. If he knows, we'll probably be all right. Amen? 
Well, Jesus knows. And then Jesus cares. It said Jesus wept. Jesus knows and Jesus cares. I have faced this in life. A lot of people know, but they don't care. Has that been true of your experience? There are a lot of people who know, but they just really don't care. And sometimes you think, I'll share this burden with old so-and-so, and they'll kind of help me out. And before it's through, you wish you hadn't shared nothing with them. Because you figure out pretty quick, they really don't care that much. And a lot of times we go through life kind of figuring out that fewer care than need to know. Hello? And so we don't share very much. But with Jesus, it's a different circumstance. Not only does Jesus know, but Jesus really cares. That's why we find this verse, Jesus wept. He came to the city of Bethany and he says, where have you, where have you buried him? And they said, well, you, you know, Jesus, if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. Where did you bury him? Well, he's out there in the cemetery. Where do you think we buried him? And they start toward the cemetery, and apparently there's great sorrow and grieving and weeping. And Jesus wept. He knew what he was going to do. We know the end of the story, so it's kind of exciting to us, but... They didn't know the end of the story, but Jesus knew it. He knew what he was going to do, but you know what? He feels what they're feeling. He hurts because of their hurt. He knew the outcome was good. It wasn't like he was worried about this deal. He knew what was about to happen, but you understand he just cared. Have you seen ever seen somebody? We, 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 can, we can get that way. We can say, you know, it's all going to work out. Don't worry about it and feel like we've encouraged them. Right? I, I, I'm probably been guilty of that. I'll confess it, because I know y'all wouldn't. But, I, you know, I've probably been one of those who at times have said, you're going to be fine, don't worry about it too much, you're okay, go on. What about just caring? And just making sure they know that you care. See, Jesus did that. That's why he wept. His weeping was not because the, he, the circumstance was not going to be a, a, a victory for him. It, it, he didn't weep because he was in bad shape. He wept because they were hurting. There's no other reason for Jesus to weep here. He cared for them. He worried about their unbelief, the unbelief of some of those others. But Jesus wept. He cared. And because he cared, it gives great comfort to us. Look, you know what it says in, in Hebrews chapter 4? Hebrews chapter 4 says, We have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. That's interesting, isn't it? But was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. When you were a child, did you ever have a Sunday school teacher who had you to memorize verses? 
most of us, if we grew up in church, at some point in time, you were in a Bible school class or you were in a Sunday school class or somewhere where they had you to memorize verses and stand up and say the verse you had memorized. And if you were assigned one on a weekly basis or something, you know, you'd, you'd, if you had to come up with one, the first one you would memorize would be John eleven thirty five. And whoever got to stand up first and quote a memory verse, anybody here can quote a memory verse? Well, the first one who stood up, it was always John eleven thirty five. 35, Jesus wept. You remember those days? All right. Why? Well, it's the shortest and the easiest one, you know. And we were always mad at that kid who got to go first because now we had to come up with another one. And somebody always had John three sixteen. That was ready. But Jesus wept was your old standby, you know. There was a pastor, and I read this a few years ago. There was a pastor who went to a, a war-torn country in Africa. And on his, this journey that he was, he was making in this country, he went to an orphanage. And in this orphanage were a lot of children whose parents, many of them had been killed in this war that was going on in this African country. And he was at this orphanage, and the director of the orphanage wanted the children to stand up and quote Bible verses. And that was what part of their program was to memorize Bible verses. And a little girl who seemed very shy and very timid was called on to stand up and give her favorite Bible verse. And she said, Jesus wept. The preacher, he kind of chuckled. He thought that was kind of funny. And he related to the, the director of the orphanage. He said, you know, that's what I would do in the States. That'd be the first one. He said, you know, because that's the shortest one. And as that was relayed, the little girl began to weep. And she says, that is my favorite verse. She said, it's not my favorite verse because it's short. She said, it's my favorite verse. Because when I'm alone at night and mom and dad are gone because they were killed in the war and I weep, I know Jesus wept too. It's my favorite verse because it tells me Jesus cares. <laughs> the preacher was embarrassed and shamed because he had missed because he was only seen it as the shortest verse in the Bible he had missed the huge message that those two words convey when you say Jesus wept he didn't weep for his own hurts he didn't weep for his own problems he didn't weep for his own needs he wept because he knew about others and he cared. You know, if we're going to display the character of Christ in our Christian walk, it might be that we ought to learn to care and even weep with those that weep. Amen? Let's pray together. Dear Father, I pray that tonight this powerful little message will speak to our hearts as Christians, every one of us, every one of us, Lord, who are on this earth to represent you. 
should be loving and caring people. And I pray that, Father, we'll, we'll display that character that is the character of Christ Jesus in our hearts. I pray that that's what we'll display to people around us. And I ask that in Jesus' name. With our heads bowed and eyes closed, Jesus knows and Jesus cares. Two simple truths that come from the simple statement, Jesus wept. Big statement. Two little words, but a big statement. He cares. Now, thought about Brother Ray and his mother tonight, and there are many other prayer needs in our church body. A lot of other people going through different issues and difficulties. I hope that we genuinely care and that we pray for them and minister to them in every way that we can. Let's remind ourselves to be sensitive in that way. Sometimes we have hurts and burdens that are pretty much carried alone. We don't even share them with anybody else. We're just kind of hurting in our own spirit, our own hearts. Can I tell you, Jesus knows and he cares. There are issues that we deal with that are pretty much between us and the Lord. But I just want to remind you, Jesus knows and Jesus cares. There may be something you want to pray about tonight. We hope you were blessed by today's message and want to thank you for joining us on this Discover the Word journey today. If you have a moment, would you join with others in going to iTunes and leaving a good review for us? Thanks. We also invite you to visit our website, discovertheword.net. Until next time, have a wonderful day and may God richly bless you.